man, what is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, the 5th of September, 2017. This is, well, hello, and welcome to This Is, episode 176 of the Flux to Post podcast. I am Jason Lacey, joined with me this week, making his triumphant return again. Yes. Lucas Rose. Oh, hi. Oh, oh hi, hi, everybody. Oh, <laughs> doesn't really work. No, if my name was Mark, it'd be perfect. But that's true. Why wasn't I, your name Mark? I am not the Mark. What? What is the line? I, I'm not. I am not. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll save that for the proper okay. time. Okay. Let's not. He let's knew. not depress you everyone know. now. On the docket today for this lovely episode that you've all welcomed us into your hearts and homes with is IRL. We will have what you plan. We will have an overclocked remix. And we are remixing the community grab bag. It's it's probably a flux to pose first. It's getting uh, a little moldy. Three, three, three weeks in a row, the same grab bag. So can't wait to answer these questions yet again. <laughs> Be that as it may, thank you everyone for listening in. This is Flux to Pose. We are here on a Tuesday evening. We're trying something new. We are using, well... Uh, let's 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 take a peek behind the magical curtain that our podcast lives at. We used to only do audio. Now we do do a video share when we record, just to further enhance our conversation abilities. Because you know what? When I can see Lucas, I can feel Lucas. Uh, oh, uh, just um, just think. I about just want to stop you right there. And just. Think about how much better that makes a podcast. So maybe someday we will have we'll share video with all of you again, like I did with episode 100, and then promptly deleted. But be that as it may, we are using uh, Discord tonight. We're using the video chat feature inside of Discord, and uh, we'll see how we like it. Maybe one day we will. Uh, I don't know. It'd be kind of fun because with Discord, you could like you can incorporate a chat. Two and all these things with like Twitch, a chat, like that, but a chat that not. would be a lot more um, instantaneous, so to speak, because YouTube yeah. and them have a have a bit of a um, lag, but before you actually, well, reach I know, those I know some streamers stuff. like uh, yeah, they'll like they'll have their Discord chat imposed on their streams and stuff like that too. Let's slow the roll though. We're we're a bit ahead of ourselves, so maybe yes, maybe we're talking we're talking in. <laughs> Fluxed uh, variables here. Twenty xx. Fluxed positions. Yes, twenty xx indeed. So, uh, this is episode one seventy six. Uh, obviously, if you're connected with us at all on social media, you know with deep sorrows and regret that episode one seventy six did record last mm-hmm. week, but didn't record last week. Uh, well, yeah. Let me just—I'll yeah. illuminate that really quick because I had to do some searching. I thought it was—I thought I did something wrong, and who knows? The jury's out. I probably did something wrong. Um, I, but that's not to be proven because, as far as I can tell, what happened was we did the show. We recorded for like two and a half hours because that's a good time. That's what you want missing. Not the little like stuff we do at the beginning where we record three times for 10 minutes and then go, okay, maybe we should delete all this crap that isn't the show and then start <laughs> recording. That's not what we lost. Yeah. Um, so what happened was 
when you record an audition, it makes a temporary file because it's recording onto your hard drive. And then once you press stop, that temporary file gets moved into a permanent location uh, on in Adobe in the audition file structure that you have on your computer elsewhere. And uh, that part never happened when I stopped recording it never the temporary file never got put into the permanent place so when I closed when I closed audition and I don't remember ever seeing any error screens or anything like that when I closed audition nothing seemed to be out of the ordinary now when I opened audition the next time it deletes it does a quick cleaning uh, cleanup and a, deletes a cleanse, any shall we? A, a deep cleanse. It drinks some green tea and uh, you know sits on the toilet for ten minutes and flushes out all of the temporary files and uh, my recording of that night being one of them because it never got switched over. So this is like a freak occurrence. It doesn't happen very often. And um, we now have see because the thing is is we're recording on backups now. But the thing is, is when hey, we don't have we all had to lose how many episodes to say hey you know maybe we should put a better backup system in place. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I hadn't had anything really like that happen personally in a long time. I haven't lost an actual audio file. I think only twice. Once at the beginning and once right before I went on the film shoot or something like that. And then this time, so you get a false sense of security. But really. You should just be doing it every time, and I think we've learned that lesson now yeah. because because it's disheartening to find out that you've lost all of that sweet, sweet data, <clears throat> all the megabits. Yeah, yeah. I so yeah. It's it's painful. It still <clears throat> wounds us. It's there. It's a it's a deep, deep yeah. wound that will will be with us for a long time. Mm-hmm. So Lucas didn't screw anything up. Audition just acted really weird. It's a bizarre occurrence. Good news is, you know, when you screw things up, you put processes. You're supposed to put processes in place <laughs> to improve. We waited until these problems kicked our butt too many times before we improved them. So we do have it's a true. better backup system in place. Um, and we're going to move forward. So this is 176 Lucas, um, yeah. you know, it, it's disappointing. It's it's frustrating, disappointing because you came back. It was you had this great moment. You back on the show. It was like slow motion running in a field. We had some great <laughs> mood music, and now we don't get to share that with people because it, it's lost forever. But it's true. Obviously, we've talked. We you've already had the long discussion. You told me everything that happened. Do you want in very? Comp- I don't know if I don't. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. The quick and dirty, you want to give the people that haven't heard yeah. a very a quick and dirty overview of your film projects and what they were and what you did? Yeah, so for three days, um, let's see, uh, August, I'm just going to give you quick dates. So August 4th through, or no, 5th through the 7th, I was on a, a commercial shoot. It was the one that I had to sign an NDA for, but... I don't think they were mostly concerned about people taking pictures for social media. So I'm just going to tell you what it was. It was a um, commercial for Quicken Loans and they were using mascots of popular uh, colleges like uh, Michigan State and Alabama and stuff like that to film some kind of Quicken Loans commercial. I I don't really know any more than that. Just mascots doing silly things. And for two days, I was a production assistant. Um, 
And for the third day, I was an art production assistant or an art, yeah, PA. So, which meant I had a little bit more of a focused job that day. So that was kind of nice. And then uh, the rest of the time, so after I got off of that shoot on the 7th, I had the 8th off. And then from the 9th until the 22nd, I was doing a, a TV show called Booze Traveler. And it turned out that I was mm. personal assistant to the uh, the host, which meant that I basically drove him around and... Um, I drove him to well. I drove him to and from set. I should say mostly yeah. he just stayed in his hotel room and did work. Um, and we were the first, or we were the last ones to arrive on the set, and we were the first ones to leave. And it was a very easy hey, job to do. That's the that's the way to do it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it was it was a fairly easy job. I know this because at the end of every day, my feet weren't killing me, uh, which is always a good <laughs> sign. Um, yeah. And if you're not familiar with the show, it's basically he goes around and at first I thought it was like, oh, he's going to visit, you know, the breweries around Michigan or whatever. But it ended up being more about events and then pairing those Mm -hmm. events with with uh, uh, a drink of some sort. So we went to like uh, um, the dunes and we paired that with uh, a drink of some sort. I don't remember. Um, And then we went to like a a lodge uh, up north and that was on the lake, like a campground basically, but yeah. a little bit nicer. And that was okay. paired with like a beer. So mostly it's just about getting the culture of the area and then mm-hmm. sitting down and having a drink. So it was pretty cool. And I ended up I, with a ton of free booze. So that was awesome it, as well. That was the thing. Cause I think I was trying to explain to people like what it was and I didn't really, I, all I knew is like he goes around it. I knew he was like somehow it wasn't just about the, the beer, you know, it wasn't just, going around and drinking beer at different places. It's like, Oh, this is a beer they're famous for making. I knew it had something yeah. more to do with like the local scene or like the culture of the, of the and, towns and that they visit or something to that regards. To, to be honest, it's not even a real technical breakdown of the, any of the drinks really. I mean, as far as I could tell, he basically so it, highlighted so it's, whatever. It's like battle of the beer. It's very, this is the beer. <laughs> I would say we oh. go into more. No, we go into more detail. Wow. They don't, he doesn't talk about mouthfeel really. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk about like how it was brewed or anything like okay. that. Unless, unless there's like a story behind it. I would say it's even more glazed over than that for the most part in general. So, huh. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's about an hour long show. So, I think it's more, more, uh, more about seventy five percent is the events and the the area yeah. and 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 that type of thing and the culture, and then twenty five percent is sitting down and having a drink and talking about right. what the drink is, so and how it relates so, to what they're doing. So we're, what you're telling me is we're gonna have like a thousand more subscribers on Battle of the Beer on YouTube because you were just <laughs> I, like, hey, I tried. Sm- I you were like, smash that like button, smash okay. it. Yeah, exactly. Punch the like button in the face. Punch it. Like a boss. Uh, I actually did talk to about it to a couple of people, and the whole time I was thinking, good Lord, we need like business cards with the YouTube address well, on it. Well, that's the thing. I feel like for the longest time, we were waiting to actually have enough subscribers to actually get a URL so we could do that. Yes, exactly. And now that time's come, but we're kind of like... I wish we had people like recurring audience. <laughs> and also, yeah. like 40 of those subscriptions are... yeah bots they're not bots but they're <laughs> oh, oh oh i mean they are um down low down low. real friends real friends um, family members yeah. 40 of them i mean yeah 
and hey, we're going to be uh, Battle of the Beer will be starting up in a few more weeks towards That's the end true. of the month. That's we, true. We'll begin. We'll begin a new season. Battle of the Beer. Speaking of beer, I uh, I am channeling my inner Denny Loose. I am enjoying a beer that I've heard him talk about once or twice, and that is Old Chub Scotch Ale. <gasps> that is by one of my faves. Oscar Blues. How so, you how you liking it? I love that. It's good. You know, because let's face it, the Scotch Ale I'm, I'm predominantly familiar with, Dirty Bastard. Yes, so that, that's, that's true. And that was like one of my first. So that's always going to be what I'll compare others to because it's my most well known. Um, it's actually one of my favorite styles what? I've come to find. I like it. I mean, it tastes. I think it tastes quite similar to Dirty Bastard, but it's. Um, I think it's a little more drinkable than Dirty Bastard. I gave it. I I've. Find. I've had two check-ins for it, and I gave it a four point five. I don't know if it. I don't know if it shows the two different check. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, four point five each time. So I guess I agreed on that. So we 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 had a. I think we had a small sort of back and forth with Tap the Craft one time. We were talking about you know grocery stores that allowed you to have a beer inside so i went to i don't know on a whim my wife and i this past weekend went to a grocery store that lucas favors more frequently because it's close it's closer to his house than mine and it has uh, more uh selection for singles yeah it's what's called horrocks market um horrocks market they have a really good produce they're mainly a more of a i would say like an import specialty store they have a lot more um like ethnic style produce, so you have a lot a variety of different cultural foods and things of that nature. But since I have been there, they've like completely expanded. Their deli is like twice as big, but now like that whole they have this whole side now devoted to uh, the their deli. But they also have a ton of beer, a ton of wine, and then right in the middle they have a bar, a completely mm-hmm. sort you know a full, uh, completely enclosed round bar, you know well a rectangular shaped bar with like cool, like Edison style lighting and everything. I mean, this is, it's for being inside a grocery store. That's nicer. I think the quality of that section right there looks like more. You find in like an upscale tavern. Like I was quite impressed with like the, the aesthetic mm-hmm. that they had there. And I don't even know how many taps they have, but they have quite a beer selection, I believe on tap. And I mean, you can get a beer and then push your shopping cart around. I mean, what's not to like about this? Um, <laughs> uh, but I was blown away because they had a huge uh, selection of can singles, bottle signal, uh, singles, quite a, a good mix of uh, Michigan, U.S., uh, United States beer, and then uh, imported beer from around the world. Mm-hmm. And I almost picked up Ichabod because I was like, it's 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 fall. It's that time. I need Ichabod in my life. But I passed, and I picked up uh, – I only got two. I got this Oscar Blues, and I got um, – oddly enough – because I've talked about it before, how you can get Kona Brewing, get their beer now distributed here, which is, you know, contract. It's brewed on the mainland. It's not brewed on the island. But uh, limited, you can get a limited edition Maui Brewing Company, who I, where I went to on my honeymoon as well. They have a few cans of special editions of a couple of varieties floating around right now. And they are from, they're from the island. So I don't know if it, you know, you're paying a little extra. Cause I, I paid like, it was like, Two eighty nine for one can. So I don't know if I'm paying extra just because the fact that the shipping cost to get it there. It was like canned in June and straight from Maui, and I got it, it was a uh, mango hefeweizen, and it was delicious. Mm. I didn't really taste the mango much. I got you know predominantly that banana flavor that you get um, from a hefeweizen, but it was really good. I was just impressed to see something from 
the island because usually you just don't see that. Usually anything like that, you you know, you're, you're gonna see it contract brewed and usually on the west coast and then somewhere in the Midwest as well. I'm not sure that, if Alaskan does Alaskan out the. That's a good question. I don't know if does Alaskan brewing have contract brewing set up as well or do they ship everything from Alaska? That's a good question. I, I will look it up. But I was going to say I actually tried one of their beers recently and I didn't know that they were uh, on the island. Uh, Maui. Um, yeah, Maui Bree. Which one? Which one did Jeff? Uh, the coconut hiwa, and it Ooh. is freaking delicious. I don't know. I can't remember what I had because I mean I'm trying to go back almost five years now. But I know I know for sure I had they had a pineapple. Um, I want to say pineapple porter, but I think that's just alliteration. And I want to say pineapple porter punches you in the pancreas. <laughs> you know, you want to. Right I think I think it was. I think it was. It was definitely a pineapple, but I think it might have been an IPA or something like that. But it was really it was really good. Um. So I don't know. It's it's cool to see because at least for me, it just takes me back because that was just an awesome trip. I mean, why wouldn't Hawaii be an awesome trip? And then no kidding, you know, a couple, right? couple of breweries I got to go to. So um, speaking of beer, though, you got you got a bunch of free stuff from that. Yeah, shoot. I, I still have some left over. In fact, I'm drinking one right now. Um, I got a bunch of Right Brain beer because they they like gave us a, a ton of it. At the end of the at the end of the shoot, we basically split everything up. Um, they drank a lot of it because they're they're going to the next location. They don't just get to go home. The people from California and the, the host, right? So they can't just take a bunch of beer with them. So they yeah. they allowed us local people to to take most of it. Um, so I'm drinking the Firestarter uh, Chipotle Porter right now, which is pretty good. And that's from Right Brain. Um, but I I in the end, I ended up with four bottles of liquor. Two, two of which are liqueurs, but four bottles of liquor, 14 bottles or cans of beer, and two a beer, bombers. A beer. A beer. A beer. That, that's my son. Dang. That's a good my, haul. My son can say a beer now, so he'll let me well. know what he wants to drink. Yeah, it was. I was, and I told Danette, I said, you know, I'll be happy if I get, if I get a bottle of liquor, a bomber, and a six-pack. That's what would have made me happy. So I basically doubled that. Just about. Yeah, for sure. This is the first beer I've had. Well, up until last week, that's the first beer I had in a while because I had I had one of my Aldi beers. I can't remember if it was after we recorded the show, or it was the day after when I learned we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> Probably both. But man, I had some bad gut rot going on from so. Uh, I, well, I know you were drinking one during the show, so it could have been that. Maybe I did the. I don't know. Hmm. Um. Well, there you go. So it was a bad omen. We hadn't we hadn't had any good old beer talk in a while, so. True. We, had to fill that, we had to fill that void a little bit. So, um, you know, we've rambled a bit. We've talked too long about bad things. Lucas, let's let's get things. Let's mosey. What uh, what's been going on this past week, man? Well, uh, you know, we had uh, Isaac's birthday party over the over on Saturday over the you weekend. You know, I, I did know that. You did because you were there, and uh, we met your little guy, Aiden, for the first yep. time. And my goodness. Those chubby cheeks. I just want to do. Do you ever get any strangers in the in uh, like grocery stores and stuff who just want to lay hands upon your baby and you're just like, um, oh, my God, what are you doing? Not too much. Like, because most of the time, if I'm out with them, I'm with just two and I'm like protective handle them because I never get to see them, you know. So, yeah, um, that's true. And then the, a couple times, like I've been out with them by myself a few times and I, I've gotten the, the double stand, the uh, the husband mother i mean the father mother double standard so um, uh for instance this is where i'm going at with it 
if a mom's out with the baby in the stroller doing errands or something, it's just expected. But if a dad goes out and does it, then I'm like, oh, look at that responsive father. Look how much he cares <laughs> about his son taking him to do stuff. So people, he must like, be pay a widow. <laughs> people pay like more attention to you. So I haven't anybody like want to touch him, but usually Jess has had people say um, comment about his hair or they think he's a girl because they think of how much hair he has. Oh, goodness. Um, but no, nobody's um, wanted to touch him. I know she's had a couple times where she's like, she like went to the mall and she like stopped at Panera Bread and this there's like an elderly couple like next to her or something like that and they offer to hold them for her so she can finish eating and stuff like that. So I know things like oh, that that's have happened, nice. but, but not, uh, nope, nobody's nobody's offered to I, do the cheeks. I took him to, um, not Aiden, uh, I took Isaac to the store, uh, to Meyer to pick some stuff up for his party. And while we were there, um, I was looking for something in a really, one of the tighter aisles um, because it's the less traveled one. So they pack them in there. And uh, I saw this older guy alone coming from the opposite direction with his cart. And I was just, I didn't think of anything of it. I was just looking for my, what I was looking for. And next thing I know, he's walking by and he try he like starts tickling Isaac, <laughs> this old Thank guy. You. And he was like, Hey there, did little he, did guy. He ask, did he ask if you wanted any popsicles? He might as well. That was the vibe <laughs> I was getting. It's hard. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's kind of generational. I've noticed too. You get a lot of it older is. folks who are just completely comfortable with touching other people's kids apparently but and of course you know protective dad and me i'm just like dude lay off you know yeah because right. he clearly didn't like it he was like who is this creepy stranger that just started touching me from behind you know and i don't blame him because i wouldn't like that either and he kept trying and trying eventually he's just like okay all right well bye bye and then and I'm just like, well, that's really odd. And then he started talking to two, two younger girls, at like maybe four and five or five and somewhere between four and eight, we'll say. And I heard him say, oh, are you lost? Do you know where your mommy is? So I'm sure he was trying to be nice, but it certainly came off as weird. Um, so I was just like, oh, my gosh, get me out of here. What a creeper. Right. But anyways, so anyway, that just reminded me of that. So Isaac <laughs> turned two and boy, that was fun. You got to see the the um, that whole business because he is in his terrible two stage where he just wants to. If you ask him if he wants to do something, he'll say, OK, but if you try to like take any part in, in that, he gets upset because he wants to do it himself. So. Part of part of that and feeding into that is the fact that he didn't want to stop playing to open his presents because he didn't I don't think he really understands what presents are because he's I mean, it's been a while since he's opened one, probably since Easter or Christmas. And uh, he was quite a lot younger then, obviously, probably didn't understand it even more at that time. So. He did. He just did not want to. He didn't want to open presents. He didn't want to sit down for cake and ice cream. He just wanted to play, and um, he wanted to play in his uh, sand pit and everything. And so that was That's fun. Right. I got to. I got <laughs> to have you know the screaming child uh, in front of all all, all the family. And uh, well, that was a whole another interesting facet uh, because a lot of the family are split now because Danette's parents got a divorce, but they all still came to the, to both of his birthday parties. And, uh, it's a little different here because before uh, first, first we rented out a pavilion in a park. So you have a lot more space and you can just kind of pavilion. (laughs) Wow. That's a, that's a mouthful 
Flux Pavilion. Um, but you could kind of like section yourself off and just sit at whatever table you wanted to and talk to the same people you always talk to. But here, because of the layout of my yard and everything, they were kind of forced to to all talk to each other, which was really interesting. Kind of awkward, but whatever. I mean, we, we just sit in the corner and talked with your mom. That's what my mom does. She would have just been sitting there alone if it wasn't for you guys. So um, I don't blame you. Um, but it was fun. At the end of the day, we're very appreciative of everyone coming oh, yeah. out and, and bringing presents and, and just being there for the little guy. Because, I mean, the older you get, the less people really care. So because now you're old and not cute anymore. So it's true. You we'll send matter. your present in the mail if you're lucky. Um, and then... Uh, one thing that I've been wanting to do for quite a long time, and I know you know the 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 um the woes of this is the the MacBook that I bought for well technically let's just put it this way or let's just be honest here and say that my mom paid for it for me because MacBook Pros are freaking expensive and when you're trying to go to a film school you don't exactly have two grand to spend on a yeah, freaking MacBook. I, I remember when you got that I was like whoa yeah well was, that's how it I got cool. it. Yeah, it was, it's a 2011 that I think it was the, I think I bought it in 2012, like early 2012. So practically brand new. Uh, came with one of the better uh, quad core Intel processors, has, yeah. you know, an ATI graphics card, mobile graphics card. So it's, I mean, for the time especially, and even still, it's not a bad laptop but the problem was the uh the battery the battery got old it started bulging and uh, wouldn't hold a charge uh much like my penis and so it's <laughs> it just wasn't working correctly i had to have it like what's much the point like your penis <laughs> yeah exactly what's the point of having a laptop if you have to have oh it charged into a wall all the time um much like your penis yeah i was let's waiting for it i mean it's inevitable uh so I've always wanted to fix it, and I did end up getting a new battery, but the problem was, and I found this out, was after I bought this battery, the, the, the first replacement battery, turns out I bought basically half of what I needed as far as power output and uh, power storage ability in this battery. And so I always had problems with like CPU throttling and the power would just diminish quickly after unplugging. In fact, a lot of time, once Sounds it got... all too familiar. Once it got to about 30%, it was like it hits 30%. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, you have 7% battery life remaining. You need to plug it into a wall or face certain doom. And so I was like, I kind of abandoned it for a long time. After I got my editing computer, which is what I'm using to record on now, I was like, you know what? I don't really need the MacBook, whatever. I just kind of shoved it in a corner, which is unfortunate because it's a nice computer. So finally, after working these jobs, I said, you know what? I'm going to spend a little bit of money and fix this thing up. So it was missing oh, nice. some of the plastic feet on the bottom. There were some screws missing. So oh, like gosh. every time you when you put it on a table, it like clatters back and forth because it wasn't stable. So I cleaned all that up, got new rubber feet to put on it, got all the screws in it. And most importantly, I replaced the battery with the correct one. And ever and since then, I have not had any issues with it. It's like a brand new computer; it runs so much better. Because I was going to ask, how well does your performance with what? Is it, what are you, are you running? Mountain Lion on that, or is that is that even the newest version? Of, or is I don't it, even run. I don't even run. Beyond that, 
I don't even run Apple on there, bro. I I did oh, boot right, camp you, you and do, I only yeah, sorry, you do a boot it, don't you? Yeah, except for I never use the Apple side anymore because I, I'm just too used to to Windows, the Windows environment. So I've got Windows Seven on there, and um, like I do need to eventually boot into to the Apple side and clean that up because I still have yeah. like tons of files in there. But um, it the performance is much better. I don't know what's. I think I've upgraded it once since what came on what came with it. So it's it's probably been. It probably has been two upgrades since I've upgraded the Apple side. Um, but Windows is all set and my performance, because CPU throttling is terrible. It was working at 800 megahertz. Like, even if you don't know tech jumbo, 800 megahertz, that's like that's like a 90s computer, basically. So that right there just tells you how bad it was performing. And I uh, had my first PC was the E-Machines E-Monster 400 or maybe a 600 so it was either 400 or 600 megahertz processor oh god and and you were probably like the speed this is awesome i can play aliens <laughs> versus predator <laughs> yeah exactly i probably still could on on the macbook but everything else the windows environment and everything was just awful so I was able to uh, upgrade it and i must report uh satisfactory results so now hey. The news is that I might actually be able to use it for editing this show uh, because typically I'd have to wait until I could go downstairs. But right, give you some more Isaac, flexibility. Yeah, exactly. Isaac has kind of gotten over the "Hey, what are you doing? I need to do exactly what you're doing right now." So I can actually have the computer on my lap without him. Like that's nice that you've been able to go that route because otherwise, it'd be like, well, you can just do what I do and turn it into a Chromebook, but you already have a Chromebook, <laughs> so I don't think you want that's a true. second Chromebook. Now, I do plan eventually to replace my makeshift Chromebook with an actual Chromebook because but I'm just not in a hurry to do that yeah I just don't really have a well need and now need that I guess it. they I guess they released a newer Chromebook that's more like a Surface Pro so might as well just wait until you those go down in price at that point um I also played around with uh because it was working so well and I was get I got steam on there from when I was on the film shoot cuz you know why not play video games in your hotel room. I noticed that they have in uh in home streaming so you can stream I can have my computer on running steam downstairs and I can stream that to the laptop and I thought all right let's see how you know there's going to be some some lag or something yeah. or it's going to look weird. But honestly, I didn't notice any difference than from wow. playing on the, this computer to playing on the lap book or the, the lap book, you know, the those lap, lap book. books. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that also might be an avenue that I use to possibly game a little bit more here yeah. and there. Well, so. Especially if you're, it depends on what you're playing, but definitely if it's anything with controller support. I mean, yeah, exactly. Not? It just becomes kind of like a steam box at that point. See, I, I was, I had tried to do that, but at the time, um, there was an issue. It wasn't available on the steam. Cause I only have, the Mac, the Mac at the time I only had the Mac version to work with. At that oh, point, it, it yeah. wasn't it, the uh, Steam streaming wasn't active on Macintosh versions of Steam, so I couldn't Ma- I couldn't test it. I see, makes sense I suppose in yeah. the early days, mm-hmm. and then and then finally, um, last but not least, this is a this uh, I kind of. Uh, jumped a little headfirst into, but I'm sure that most people are in familiar by now with Movie Pass. 
the reason why I'm familiar with it is because I had just offhandedly read an article that popped up on my phone talking about how they recently dropped their membership pricing to $9.99 a month. And what MoviePass is, is it allows you to go at participating theaters. It allows you to go to one movie every calendar day for $9.99 a month. So is that, I'm, I'm assuming, is that available in our area then? Yes. So that was my question. And their app and website suck balls, but it's, uh, I, I was able to like, after I tried it once and couldn't get anything, but then I tried it again and downloaded the app instead of using the, the, um, the website. And I was able to see that celebration cinema, which is close, the closest theaters to us yeah, comes up in the list of theaters. Now, when I, uh, I, I had to like put oh, wow, in the, my zip the code Urban and Institute for Contemporary Arts uses it as well, apparently. Yep, exactly, exactly. And so the problem is, though, what they do is they send you. Um, there are there are um, there are theaters that allow you to buy tickets through this app, and they're called e tickets. Basically, I mean, no different than if you did it on like Celebration's website or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Celebration doesn't. S- accept that so i need to wait until they send me a card and what they send you is basically a credit card and you use it to pay for your movie and um so i have to actually go to the movie theater and pick up at a kiosk or at the the desk like you normally would uh i have to go and pick up my ticket right then and okay Um, I'm i'm interested like how do they like make a Profit, because I mean, you're. They must just bet on. There's going to be some people that are going to sign up to this and go the bare minimum. I assume, yeah, I assume they're doing the gym, the gym membership type uh, profit here, and thinking, all right, there's going to be a ton of people who sign up and go, oh, I'll use this like so often, yeah. and then forget to use it. There's not like a family membership or anything like that. Is it? It's all just single, single individual. At the at the moment, yes, I do know so, they had said that they would possibly do couple plans okay. and family plans so if i if i got so i'd have to sign up for two memberships for myself and my wife but if we went to one movie a month it would it's pay still... for itself because right now exactly. it costs, i think it costs us 11 dollars a ticket yeah unless you go to, well yeah especially for unless you, you guys, go to a, unless you go to a matinee matinee yeah which so. is still eight dollars i believe or 850 so, so barely saving you would just have to go to two movies well, in the theater, see, a lot of the theaters are complaining about this, but I feel like if you're there, you're probably going to buy concessions, or most people will, and that's where they right. make most of their money. That's why popcorn right. costs fifteen dollars because so I'd be concerned. I'd be concerned with why the theater would have to take issue with you know people buying the ticket anyway. Because well, I'm not sure you know the exact split, but you would think a majority of the ticket sales goes to the actual studios, right? Not the theater. The theater. Yes, like you that's said, typically the case. The theater makes money off the markup of everything else inside the theater. Mm-hmm. Which is why yep. a, a soda costs five dollars when it costs you know two bucks outside. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not sure how they make money on this. Uh, it went it went down from fifteen dollars a month to give you an idea of okay. how much it cost before that. Well, it's just like how does Discord make money because there are it's still free. They do have their their subscription service, Nitro, which is $5 a month, which gives you some features. But for the most part, though, everything on this platform is free. But how yeah, are they and there's no advertising. Yeah. So. Um, 
So yeah, I haven't. I have to wait for the card. It's supposed to come. I know it said it shipped in the app, but it doesn't really tell you when it's going to get here. So I have to wait for that. But I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that it comes before it releases this weekend, so that I can go see it and use that as my first movie yeah. pass, basically. All right. Um, but I am. I will be going to a lot more movies by myself probably with hey. this because. Uh, there's there's and this is excellent timing because you have it coming out you have um um Blade Runner is the second Blade Runner movie's coming out um there's Star Wars is will be released later in December so I mean right there it's going to pay for itself right right not to mention all the movies that my wife has no interest in seeing yeah uh, man but, I, I'm about to go on a movie roll because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two yeah. is out. Alien Covenant is out, so I gotta watch that. I gotta watch that. There's something. There's well, another movie I wanted to see at theaters that I didn't, and that's got to be out soon now too. Well, and there's so many movies that I look at, and I'm just like, "Yep, I'll see that when it comes to to um, streaming or whatever." But now mm-hmm. I am looking. Now at you're like, "Well, like, I'm already paying for it." So yeah, exactly. I'm looking at like Atomic Blonde, Big Sick, Dark Tower because that's supposed to be shitty. So I might yeah. as well go watch it now. <laughs> um, They're not getting know, my money. Yeah, exactly. Spider Man. I still haven't seen that. So oh, there's wow. a lot of stuff that that uh, I can I can use it for that I, I wouldn't have necessarily. But right, now, right? Okay. I'm I like, get it. why not? I get it. I, I, I so yeah, you're putting down, you're picking it up. You're putting it lot down, of, picking it up. A <laughs> lot of if it turns out to be a giant scam, I guess you'll you'll know about it, and I can be the guinea pig. Hmm. Well, speaking of movies, yes, we are having our first night out, Sans Baby. Um, not counting the infant CPR we did. We are going to the movies <laughs> on Friday. The tickets have been purchased. The seats are locked in. Oh, 7.30 Friday snap. night. Opening night, we will be seeing it at the local theater. Excellent. So very much, very much looking forward to that. I mean, I've I've always enjoyed, you know, I never tried to read the novel until recently, but I've always enjoyed the property. Like, I've been following the story of the film rights of this movie. I think since I learned, who was it? I think, was it New Line? I think was the studio that first picked it up. I don't know. I've that been following, yeah. I've been, I've been following the story of this, I mean, a new mo- a movie again since that news broke, which I think was like around 2007 or something like that. So I've been following this for a long time from the, the, uh, the story that, who was it? Uh, uh, who was the original director? Fukuyaka or, I think that was uh, his I, name. T- I remember we talked about him. So when he came on board, and then was it Will Poulter who was going to be cast as Pennywise and all that news? We reported that on Flux to Post back when we still did news through all those changes. I'm so excited for this movie. I've been waiting. I cannot wait for Friday. It's going to be every all the early screening. I haven't read too much, but the early screenings have all been very positive. So I can only hope that it's going to be just as as positive and awesome experience. Like just as excited. I'm looking forward to it. And to build into that, because you guys haven't heard for the past few weeks, we tried, we started some new sleep training with Aiden. Um, he wasn't a terrible sleeper, but we got to the point. We never really saw two month, the whole four month sleep progression, but all of a sudden like he would always like bedtime for us between seven to eight. So we have, we have a pretty good routine established now at six forty. excuse me. Um, yeah, six forty. just feeds him one last time. When that gets done, he gets lotion put on, gets put in his jammies. It puts the we, lotion on the skin. Or it gets the hose again. <laughs> and then we uh, read a story, and then he's down for bed. So usually he is in bed between 7 and 7.10, and he's usually 
he almost always went up right to sleep. He never really fought night sleep too much. But then um, he would wake up maybe once or twice, and he had to put his pacifier back in. And then he he would always sleep though from like seven seven ish p.m. until you know six or seven the next morning. But then all of a sudden, <laughs> around that fourth four month monk mark, all of a sudden we saw he would go to sleep and he'd wake up after two hours and then wake up maybe every hour. Wake up every he would have very broken up sleep where he would wake up crying and have to have if you put the pacifier back in he would instantly go right back out but there was just those moments of disrupted sleep where he was clearly having issues transitioning between sleep cycles so um there was one uh infant sleep thing it was an online class thing we took that was awesome if anyone's interested hit me up i'll share it with you and i mean it does it will cost you money but it was a great investment for us and then she offers a five-month and beyond sleep course, too. So we're like – because it got to the point now, you know, Jess doesn't get any sleep because she would always wake up. She'd hear it. And then if I kept the monitor on my side, she would just be worried that I'm not taking care of him or he's <laughs> yeah. – she can't check She can't check on him. You know, it's just that mother intuition working mm-hmm. against her. So, you know, we do- doubled down again, got this next class, and, like, the first night we tried it, complete – change so he went from like that first night i mean we had a long set we had like maybe it, it's not quite like cry it out but it was similar you know you put him down when he woke up we don't put the pacifier back in and then you just keep checking on him so if he woke up crying you let him cry for five minutes check on him let him cry for 10 minutes check on him let him cry for 15 minutes and check on him and then 15, he just kept going in 15 minute intervals. And I think that first time it took maybe close to an hour and he finally, he put himself back to sleep and then he woke up maybe two or three hours on and it took him like 20 minutes to put him back to sleep and he slept the rest of the night. Next night, I think he woke up once, put himself back to sleep. And now since then we're on nights, uh, nine or 10 out of the 14. He sleeps all through the night. If he does wake up, he puts him back to sleep. He doesn't wake either of us up, so he'll go to sleep at wow. seven seven fifteen. Right now, he's kind of waking up early, but for the most part, he'll sleep from seven at night till six in the morning. We don't have to do a thing. So about eleven hours. That's cool. Eleven hours is the target sleep. So the downside of this is, you know, before he might wake up at six or seven, Jess would feed him, and he'd go back down and sleep till eight thirty. Now we're kind of up for the day at six. So I mean, yeah, does it suck getting up for six a.m. on the weekend? Yeah, but I'd rather have my wife be able to get eight hours of study sleep at night instead of, you know, versus <laughs> that. So, I mean, I'm in, it's crazy how quick he took to it. I mean, he sleeps right through the night. It's awesome. Like, um, I, I think back to those nights when he was a really tiny baby, and it was just like, oh, my God, we're never sleeping. Is this ever going to end? Again, you know. So, I mean, during the week, I, I get up at 530 anyway during the week for work. So, it's not really a big deal, but it's just, it's just crazy how – like 180 and now we're focusing on naps because he's always been a kind of a crummy napper he only sleep for like 30 to 45 minutes so now that's the focus and getting those kind of getting up getting keeping him awake for two hour intervals instead of an hour and focus on kind of breaking because before he'd take four to five naps now to kind of combine those into two to three you know three to four naps a day based on his schedule so um we're in a good start i mean i don't i don't by no means think we have it figured out but you know, I definitely he he. We never had to rock him to sleep or do anything to get him to fall asleep. He we we lay him down and he falls asleep by himself. So, which is it's just good to see. And uh, it's 
easier on us. So because of that, we can enjoy the night out on Friday. My mother-in-law will be coming over and staying with him. Um, we already talked. To, I already talked about the grocery store and the beer. So one last story that people don't know. We had a front yard that was weeds. And I finally said, this is ridiculous. So I paid a company to come in, kill everything, rip it up, and replant it. So I've been uh, strictly watering it. And we have grass. We're growing some grass out in the yard. And it looks mighty fine. So next time you come over, Lucas, you won't even recognize nice. it because it's going to be pristine. I won't. It's going to be pristine. <laughs> I'm going to walk my dog all the way to your house so that he can poop on your front yard. And I uh, will clean it up. Well, it's just nice now. We don't have neighbors staring at the house anymore. So, tricks. See, if any neighbors around here stare at the house, I just shoot them. Say, like, get the fuck off. Well, get well, out of here. You fit right in with your neighborhood then. Get off my lawn. <laughs> You're like uh, Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino, huh? <laughs> no, because then it would be, get off my damn lawn. <laughs> you, you didn't have an ethnic slur in there. Well, oh, that's true. Well, that's because I am sensitive to we do the, have, the people's why we While we do have the explicit tag, we don't try to go overboard, huh? That's what you're saying. That's true. Yes, Gosh, exactly. I can't wait till we do a video podcast because Cody just looks so serene back there. Let me see. Just chilling, just chilling on the couch. Mm. About the only time he looks that way. <laughs> the only so time he's not annoying me. That is that is IRL this week. We drink that milkshake. Lucas, mm-hmm. what's your plan? Cha-ching. Hey, that'd be fitting if I was going to talk about Sonic Mania, but I've talked about that two weeks in a row, and I'm sick of talking about it. <laughs> it's a thing. People like it, and you have played it. Yep. Uh, I want to say just on a side note that it it uh, I when I was looking up to try to figure out who the it director was. By the way, trying to find the movie with the name it causes so many problems when you're Google searching. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> Star Wars episode uh, what eight, right or nine? Uh, episode eight's the one that's coming out. Episode nine's the one that just lost its director. Yep, that's what I saw. Now, do Three you know why? Ago. They well, are. They never, they never report why. They always will say creative. Creative differences. differences. Yeah. So he had a different vision for the film. But what I what have, has been speculated is what they've been having with their other Disney movies, which is that they hire these sort of. I don't want to say one hit wonder, but uh, immature directors who may have had like a really big hit, but then they go on to make like not such great hits. They kind of. They've hit this and, one stride and, they and then they, they, know they kind how to of do everything like a specific yeah. way. And, and I think Disney gets worried and then boots them out at the last second because that's the same reason. How, why how Solo weird lost would it be? Directors. Here's my, here's my spitball in here. All of a sudden one day Disney press conference, big deal. They bring out Kathleen Kennedy. She's like, you know, I know there's a lot of, people are really worried about episode nine, but don't worry. We have our director and also the, the everything goes dark, pitch black and the spotlight comes up and then rising up from the floor. And I'll send him. Yep. I'm glad to be back. Directing, um, Star Wars. And, uh, you know, I know I sold it off, but, uh, I'm back. Here George, I am. It's George me. Lucas, back to, back to suck, do this, do Star Wars. Suck on, suck on that so, egg. <laughs> you guys, you didn't like Jar Jar. Well, Kiss my ass, cause uh, Jar Jar's back, bitches. 
I, I, for some reason, I was hoping, I don't know why, but you were going to say David Lynch. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Could you imagine if he was allowed to do oh, any Star Wars? Oh, oh it'd be so, it'd be probably terrible. Um, Ugh. yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to feel I'm about not, that. I don't know. I, I guess I'm more concerned about that than like the Han Solo one. Like I was like, oh no. But then I was like, I don't really care so much about that spinoff film. Like. Rogue One, I was invested in. Han Solo, will I see it? Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not so. You know. I think the important thing to note here is that I'm easily confused by Roman numerals because I know I know what the Roman numeral for eight is, and yet I looked at that and thought, I'm not sure what number that is. (laughs) I just hope the the important thing I think with these more than the director is the script. I think is with Star Wars is a little more important than Well, as a fellow writer, I mean, I would have to agree. <laughs> I mean, let's like I don't know. Like episode the you know everyone loves Empire Strikes Back and Erwin Kirshner directed that. And then oh, they had Kirshner. they had what? They had there was another who was the guy? They had another guy that was direct, that started or did he did he direct all of Return of the Jedi or did he only get partway through it and then George Lucas finished it off? I can't remember. I know there were issues, I think, with All I remember is that George Lucas he basically said you cannot you cannot direct this because of how yeah. much of a toll it took on for him to do the first one. So I wanna say he did the whole thing. Um but yeah, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. Me either. But you know what I am worried about? What's that? what I'm playing and yeah. I'm going to talk about it now. You're apparently uh, directing episode nine. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what I thought because you were talking about it. I was like, Hey, I'm uh, directing episode nine now and uh, it's going to be everything that I want it to be. God, my George Lucas impression is nothing but George <laughs> Lucas. It's great. It's the best. Um, so Dragon Age, you know, thank Dragon God Age. I talked to you about this and nobody heard, but I can actually report now that I have completed the damn game. Because what had happened was I was doing all the side missions and I enjoy the side missions because a lot of them are character driven and I don't mind doing like what what actually amounts in game as far as the technical the technical um, outcome of doing the side missions is just more Uh XP and really doesn't affect the story at all. But they are interesting at the very least. They don't just feel like you know, side quests, like go collect 10 feathers or whatever. Yeah. Side Um, quests. I'm usually in most games. I'm like, no, I just want to get done with the main thing. Well, I like the approach that they took here and I hope that they do this with, um, I think it was recently announced that dragon age four will be a thing eventually, but it's early, early stages. Um, I hope they kind of do what they did with this game, which is it's open world, but there are multiple open worlds, like multiple open areas that you travel to with a larger map. So you'll have like this large, I want to say large map, but it's not really like in the grand scheme of things. It's obviously it's not Skyrim, but it's a a fairly large map. And then you, when you do all the quests in that area, you go to like the next open world, large map area. So I really like that because it kept the missions in one area, but at the same time it, um, what the hell is this that you're showing me? Oh, sorry, but as Lucas is talking, I, I, I got a tweet from the Force cast I saw, and it's, just, and it's, a, uh, it's a picture of Lawrence Kasdan, and there's a caption, Hey, Larry, I know you said you were done with Star Wars, but we're having trouble with the Episode Nine script, and 
never mind. And he's got this, the look <laughs> on his face. <laughs> he's like the most tired and don't give a shit old man I've ever seen. Lawrence Kasdan has written like all my favorite movies of my childhood. So most of Star Wars, most of Indiana Jones. That's funny. Um, anyways, so I, um, so I really enjoy that, like the open worldness, but yet it's still closed off enough that you're not just constantly wandering through an empty, vast void of doom and yeah. Because what's the point of an open world if that's what I didn't like about Metal Gear Solid: Phantom Pain? Like most of it's just wandering around an empty desert until you find you happen upon a random soldier walking around. So. I did all of the, I was focusing on all these side quests because I realized like the main missions were starting to come to an end. And then I found out that I had accidentally avoided doing what I thought was just a mission turned out to be another open area. It was the last one that I hadn't explored yet. So I was like, oh shit, I thought I was so close to being done and I still have this whole other area to go through. And so I had to go through that and thankfully it was a smaller uh, a smaller map because it didn't have as much to do in it. Killed all the dragons that are in the game um, and did pretty much all of the side quests and then finally did the last mission, completed the game ah. and beat the bad guy, so to speak. Thanks, Um I will say that I was a little... Okay, so I spent a lot of time crafting gear and making sure that my people were all decked out for the final mission because I, a lot of the time you end up picking people to go do certain things and I just wanted them to have the best possibility of surviving because I actually liked yeah. pretty much everybody in the group, like out of everybody that you could choose from. I, I liked just about everyone. Uh, so I spent all that time, you know, pimping them out and everything and then it turned out that you only take four people with you just like any other time that you take or three people with you, including yourself, or excluding yourself. So right, four right, people right. all together, and there wasn't really any need for me to do that. But um, the story was pretty good. Uh, I won't. I, I'm not going to talk about it because, in case I do spoil someone, uh, someone's game, it took me like a hundred and. 15 hours probably to to play through the whole thing so that would be awful to spoil someone's game for but I beat the game and there is a post credits scene that basically I had to look up to know what the hell the lore behind all of it was but basically um, you find out that someone in your party is not who you thought it was I guess so minor spoiler but I mean, that doesn't really tell you anything. And uh, honest, who they thought they were. We let them off the hook. Well, I... I didn't... Like I said, I had to read to know what the hell happened. And now I'm thinking, alright. Normally I don't play DLC because nowadays they don't finish the game. They just, you know, pack it up and then release three DLC content packs that have the rest of the game on them. Um, and that's the case with this. So, like, after you beat the game, there are three actual DLC missions to do. And one of them, the last one they released deals with this character finding out where they went and ending like, cause they escape. They, they wander off by themselves and then they, then that last cut scene happens. And so this all deals with that whole fallout and everything. And so now I'm thinking, all right, well, I guess I want to know what happens. However, the DLC is 15 bucks, and I'm going to be waiting until it goes on sale for at least 
750, if not more of a deal yeah. than that. So, um, I won't be able to, I, I will come back to it. Hopefully I'll keep an eye out for sales, but until that happens, uh, I will be playing something else and what that is. I don't quite know yet, but I don't think it's going to be an Epic. Anything that takes more than like 20 hours is probably out right now. So, uh, and fantasy will probably have to take a back seat for a little while, at least role-playing fantasy. Uh, so did you, you didn't, uh, you don't have shadow run Hong Kong. Do you? I do. Yes. Did you uh, play through that yet? No, I bought it, but you I have should, not you played play it. That, you should play that next. You think so? Well, yeah, because that'd be t- that's like a turn-based game, so that's at least yeah. different as far as... Maybe I will. You know what? Because that's probably less than 20 hours. Maybe I will do that. That's good. That's a good yeah. suggestion. Yeah. I would love to play it, but I still need want to play... Even though they're not super connected, I feel like I need to play Dragonfall first. It was a good game. It's It's tough. That one had a slower burn as far as getting into like the story goes, I feel yeah. like. You should have got them on. Uh, you should have got a on a tablet or whatever. Not that you have a tablet, so I guess that's out. But it's, it's probably Amazon Fire. I don't think it released for that. <laughs> I don't know though. <laughs> Maybe it did. Um, I don't know. I'll, I don't think it would run. I mean, I can play barely play Hearthstone. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably not a good sign then. Um, and then finally, well, last time we talked, I went and saw Dunkirk in IMAX, and that was pretty good. Um, I finished what did I I finished some TV thing I don't remember now that I think about it some show so did I yeah but uh, so not to say that I hadn't done anything since then but what I did start watching was uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Mike actually Ah. had told me I I am noticing a trend that started a couple years ago and it's probably always been this way and it's just never bothered me, but it's starting to bother me now. And that's that trailers for everything bother the shit out of me, unless it's exceptionally well done. But for the most part, especially when it comes to comedy, it almost never represents what it's trying to show you in, in a way that I can appreciate. It's more like, I feel like it's going for the lowest common denominator. Um, and, it's, I don't know, it's just hard to, it's hard for me to explain, but there's just this feeling that we have to, like, pack as many of the most ridiculous jokes in as possible, <laughs> and then you watch it and you go, yep, those are all the jokes I saw in the trailer. And I always felt like Brooklyn Nine-Nine wasn't really that smart of a comedy or anything, I just thought it was Andy Samberg, Samberg being, you know, him. And uh, it's actually better than I thought. Uh, I watched, I'm only a couple episodes in, but I've laughed during both episodes quite heartily. So I, it's not what I thought it was, and uh, it is quite good. So I will probably be watching more of that on the Hulu app. And unfortunately, I have to watch freaking commercials when I watch it, but such is life, I guess. F and Hulu. F and Hulu. But uh, that's pretty much it until I have, like, the 800 movies I've watched on MoviePass, so... <laughs> right. Uh, well, for me, uh, we did watch a movie on Netflix recently. We wanted to watch something scary, so have, I think I can't remember if this popped up on the new or how what category I found it. But it was a film called Be Afraid. And there was like two options. They're both kind mm. of like both dealing with uh, supernatural sort of paranormal stuff. And I, okay, first of all, it was rated TV fourteen, so I'm assuming that means it was like a made for TV movie or something. 
but it didn't have like you, can yeah, see, you usually can tell when the when the commercial breaks are going to be there, but it didn't have that. Um, it had one actor that I kind of recognized from something. Nobody else, and it while it wasn't horrible, it wasn't good at the same time. It wasn't like super scary. It had a couple kind of weird moments, but it was it was interesting though. But it dealt with like the the dad figure in this has like suffers from sleep paralysis. But it's usually like dream related to, and there's these these dark figures that are like clearly coming for his son. And it doesn't really explain what they want or what they or why, but you know, a child disappeared like four years ago prior to his family moving to the small town, and then like there's like clearly the sheriff knows what's going on, but he's not talking about it, and I know that kind <laughs> of you know weird plot. Um, it was all right though, so. I mean, eh, eh. what you got? I got my money's worth out of it, you know. <laughs> Would and, you recommend uh, it? Mm, you said it wasn't really that scary. Not wholeheartedly. I mean, it was entertaining, but I wouldn't recommend it if you wanted like a spooky something. Okay, that's all uh, I need to know. Yeah, and then on the game front, I you know still got Splatoon two. Uh, the Splatfest last week took place between. Invisibility and Team Flight, and I'm happy to say Team Flight, the right team, won in the end. So I got all my sea snails for that epic victory, and I tried to tell you last week I was looking forward to being able to play Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and now I can <laughs> say I have played Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, and oh it, is a, it is a fantastic game. Um, Ubisoft really crushed it on this, and uh, I hope the game sells well, because you don't see very often as like a third party developer getting handed over Mario to play with. And yeah. they've, you can tell they've really have the utmost respect for the property and for not like Nintendo didn't give them any assets or anything. You know, they've created all the art, all the animations. They've like nailed it. I mean, they captured everything perfectly. I've never played a rabbits game, so I'm not really familiar with their whole zany universe, but like the amount of humor that's injected in this game because of that is off the charts. I have uh, had a lot of fun playing it. Um, one of my favorite intro because I didn't pick up right away. You're going through the first level, and they have you know random clutter in the foreground and backgrounds, and there's this statue of a rabbit, clearly sitting like on a warp pipe, clearly reading like a paper. <laughs> so it's very much insinuated that he's crapping. And then the caption says something something a rabbit building a log cabin. <laughs> you got some good toilet humor. Uh, I'm really taking my time with it though. I, f- I finished the first world, beat that boss, and I've gone back through and did all the got all the collectibles. And I'm at the, I think I'm almost at the boss for the second world right now. So I'm almost through the second world. I don't know how many total there are, but it's just awesome fun. Um, very probably similar. If we want to talk gameplay, it's probably very similar to your XCOM experience. You know, you've got three three members in your team. Always one your leader's always Mario. And then right now I have Luigi. I have Rabid Luigi, Rabid Mario, and Rabid Peach. They all have different abilities, different kind of play styles, and then you have a uh, a skill tree that you can upgrade and, and you know, expand their abilities through that. And then mm-hmm. you get you get coins either that you find on the world map or for winning battles or for mission rewards and you get those to buy better weapons. 
Uh, and so far, like, uh, the weapon properties I've seen, like, I have bounce. So, you know, after you hit someone, there's a percentage that you'll send them flying. And you can knock them off the off the bounds of the battle, which will do more damage, or into other objects for more damage. Um, honey, which will basically stick them to the spot that they are at. Uh, ink covers their face and in ink they can't see, so they won't be able to attack that turn. Stone, they won't be able to attack, won't be able to move. Uh, fire, self-explanatory. And I think a uh, vampire is another one they have too, so you get like enhance them with lifesteal. So it's pretty, uh, I don't know, the combat is pretty complex. Like, you again, you have, um, like, Mario is kind of like an all-around build, but, like, Luigi's a sniper, and they both have an Overwatch ability. So <laughs> and as you learn, you know, you learn to, like, trigger it. And when it happens by mistake, it's beautiful. So, like, you had them on, I had them on different parts of the map. I had them both using that, and I, like, I hit a... One time I did it with a bounce, but one time, first time I shot, like, Rabbit Luigi has a bazooka as a secondary <laughs> weapon. I shot some car- some enemies with that. They caught on fire, which causes them to run around out of cover. So as soon as they were exposed, it triggered Mario to, like, shoot his Overwatch, which then triggered, like, a bounce. So he went flying in the air, and as he's flying through the air, then Luigi triggered Luigi, and so he sniped him. <laughs> so, like, one turn, you know, I did, like, three or four attacks on the enemy, it's just it's it's just so bizarre, but the like the combat's actually really kind of pretty strategic and deep. What you have to do, and, and it's not always like you know kill the enemy. Like you'll have like they'll rank you in battle. Usually, you have to complete the objective in so many turns, and I don't know if it ever actually displays that, or you don't find out till you beat it. But let's say you have to defeat all the enemies, and you, it's in five turns or more. So if you do it under five turns or less, you get the best you know mission completion reward otherwise you still get you know you still complete it but you don't get as good of bonus which usually mm-hmm. is it's it's gold and experience points to use in your your skill trees um or you'll have a mission where you have to get to a certain specific tile in so many turns or you'll have a toad character you have to escort and he can't attack okay. and then um going back and replaying the levels you've beaten like after i've beaten the entire world i went back and replayed it because then there's they have uh challenge maps in each stage. So there was like 10 challenges to go through and do. And then those were all like randomly object, like objectives. Like, um, I had to get all three of my team members on specific tiles. And it was really strategic how I did move them. Cause you have, um, a super jump ability. So you can jump, you can move to a tile that one of your teammates is occupying. And basically what happens is that character will get down and lay on his back and then stick his feet up in the air. And then you get on top of it and they like launch you off their feet and you can, you know, cover more ground. Based on like Luigi, he can do that twice in a row. So Luigi can jump off Mario, then jump off the other character and get farther across the map than he could just by his typical movement. Um, or you have to like God, there's one. I, I I literally I played it. I had some downtime when we were talking during Labor Day. I, I had some downtime. I had like an hour and a half. I was playing a game. I spent that until entire hour and a half trying to beat one challenge because I just couldn't couldn't get through it. I had because he had to escort. I had to escort Toad. And the way the enemies were placed and my team was broken up, you just have to really be pretty methodic in the order that you uh, take guys out. But one thing I've noticed, like at the start of every battle, it always gives you the option to either jump into battle or you can plan and it hit that option and it brings up the map and you can look around and explore mm-hmm. and see everything. I don't ever do that. I just jump in <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? I'll, I'll be able to, I'll be able to figure it out. And I'm just having a blast with it. It's been really fun. I'm glad that it's paid off for Ubisoft. I hope the game really does well. 
And I don't know. There's DLC coming for it for 20 bucks. I'm not sure if I'm going to jump on it just Damn, yet. Damn, that's but, expensive. Yeah. I'm really just kind of milking my experience with it because I just want to enjoy it. Because I know in September here, I've got um, – I've already ordered it. I've got uh, Metroid 2, Samus Returns, the remake for that for 3DS comes out. And then um, SteamWorld Dig 2 comes out. Yeah, I saw so, that. Uh, yep. I definitely want to be playing – I'm be playing both of those this September as well. So I don't want to – I don't even know when the DLC for My Own Rabbits is coming, but fantastic game. I'm glad uh, everyone hated it at the E3, you know, prior to E3 at the leaks. Then it came at E3 and everyone loved it, and I'm happy to see that it's successful because it's it's a really fun game. So I can't uh, got nothing but good things to say about it. It sounds cool. I wish I could play it. Yeah, I mean, it's if you've played a strategy game, I mean, especially if you, I mean, you've played XCOM, so you've got a good background there. I mean, just picture XCOM in a crazy Mario world, and that's like. I bet I'm sure somebody will probably make a ridiculous XCOM skit. Well, no, I guess they'd probably get sued, but you would think that somebody would want to make some kind of ridiculous skin where like your, your soldiers can wear like Mario, a Mario suit and (laughs) you know, that type of thing and a rabbit suit. Yeah. Great game though. Fantastic game. Very cool. And that's it for me, man. That's all I've been doing. Should I, like I play it. a remix? Should we play a remix? Yeah. My question is, should we just play the one that we were going to play before? I What were we playing last week? I, I thought I still I had don't even remember. Down, downloaded. Uh, Legend of Zelda Timeless Journey by Steve, Sam, Dillard. Sam Dillard. Oh, Sammy. Sure. Sammy Dillard. Last time and we couldn't honor him properly. We will do it again. Our remix this week. From Overclock Remix is a Timeless Journey from The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, featured in the uh, new album, Mirror Image, Link to the Past Remix, that you can get via Overclocked Remix for free. It's awesome. Check it out. But uh, again, our remix this week is from A Link to the Past, uh, released in 1991 on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System by Nintendo. This features several songs from the Zelda universe. We have the Overworld from the original Legend of Zelda, Above Ground from the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Oh, excuse me, I'm reading that wrong. We have the Overworld from Link to the Past, Above Ground from the Legend of Zelda. We have the Sky from Skyward Sword. We have Ocean from The Wind Waker. We have the Hyrule Field, the main theme from Twilight Princess, and the Overworld BGM from Zelda 2. The Adventure of Link. Again, our remixer is Sam Dillard, and you can find this remix and probably two or three more, and a lot, lot, lot more, at ocremix.org. So we'll play that. We'll come back for more Flex Suppose Fun.
There you go. That was Overclocked Remix. Redo. Since we had it last week. And now we had it. I, can't, I can't record an episode. I'm going to just do <laughs> multiple episodes. I really yeah. hope this episode releases this week because I, I feel like I recorded the same podcast. This is my third week running now. Just the, the days and the outfits and the co-hosts just repeat. But hey, <laughs> be that as it may. Now we honor you, the listeners, with the community grab bag. I'm gonna try something different with the with the music. Get a little chill hop in here. All right, no smoothie eyes. We'll do a little little head bobbing. We could get a little smoothie eyes. Now this is a this is a live YouTube channel, so we don't even know what's gonna oh, play. Oh, really. we don't. I might get Metallica. I don't know. I, I doubt it. Infringement? I, I oh, doubt okay. it. Oh come on. Uh. Well, you'd have to have people listen to your show to get copyright oh. infringement, or at least robots, and we can't even get robots to listen. Can't even get robots to listen. All right. What's all right, a robot? What's a robot? All right. Well, community grab bag. Boy, I can't wait to answer these questions. It's not like I've never seen these before. It'll go starting quick. off. Starting off, Rob Goddard, Super Lobster 06 says. What other retro consoles would you like to see get the NES slash Super NES classic treatment? It can be any console ever, and you'd be able to order one. That's right. Rob asked this way back a couple weeks ago when the SNES classic news broke. Well, not just the classic news, but the uh, pre-order debacle that Kevin and I were going to rage about. <laughs> but then we yes. promptly lost that episode. Lucas, I remember yeah. my answer. Do you yes. remember your answer? We had enough time to go that went by that my answer might actually have come true by this point. So, <laughs> well, I I said I would like a multi. Uh, pl- it would be a multi pl- uh, platform genre specific box. So you'd have fighting games and they have a bunch of fighting games or platformers. I mean, have all these. What would be the What would be the cutoff? For the like the, what would be the, well, the when I era. think about it? And when I think about it, in my mind it's 16-bit. So it okay, combine Super NES and Sega Genesis. So like I'd have a beat. You'd have a beat 'em up, and you'd have. Well, I guess in this case, so I would include River City Ransom. We'd have like River City Ransom. You have Streets of Rage. You'd have Final Fight. You know. So it's more um, of a best of. It's less like who yeah, cares what the. Yeah what the era is but i mean obviously the cutoff would probably be it would be sprite based graphics at the very least just like you know what the idea of like a like an n64 classic doesn't excite me because i really don't want to play an n64 because i think it's gonna look like shit (laughs) well at least on emulators you can early early polygonal graphics don't look good like those don't hold it like i think like sprites are more timeless yeah. Polygons don't hold up as nicely. Like, no. go back and look at the original Tekken. That is not a good-looking game. Ridge Racer, that is not a good-looking game. It's true. I'm sorry, everyone loves Mario 64. Doesn't look that good. I don't know. Virtua Fighter is a great-looking oh, game. I'd rather play Virtual. <laughs> I'd rather play Virtual Cop. Ooh, or Virtual what about Time Cop. Oh, okay. Mm. Hard driving. Oh. Time Cock, maybe. Oh. Um. Uh, what about that's hot. um? There was mm, something, yeah. Like, I'll give you Mario Kart 64 because that was more. Those had sprites. I feel like, like the uh, the the carts themselves, they weren't like. Yeah, it was like a mix of. Look, yeah. They I'm looking. A bit better. I'm looking. I'm fact checking. Before we get ourselves. But like, I don't. Oh uh, yeah, they were like they were like kind of. It looks to me like how they did. Um. um Donkey Kong 
country or something like that. But obviously higher res by right. the looks of things. Like I could be wrong. I, I don't think I don't think I would ever have played Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask if they weren't remade on the 3DS. Well, I'm gonna piss off a lot of people right now, but I just I don't have any desire to play an N64 emulated. I I don't even know if I want to play GameCube emu- like emulated. Like have we ever got like Virtual Console for those titles? I don't I don't know if I even want to go back to GameCube, especially after I've, if I've played Wind Waker HD. Why do I, you know? For me, it's not so much the graphics as it is the systems. Like oh, a God, lot of like the time, cameras. Yeah. Oh. So exactly, bad. or trying to but, play N64 and you forget, like when you try to emulate their controller, there's like eight thousand buttons on that thing. because yeah, you had really the thumbsticks to... and the C stick and the eight hundred shoulder and trigger buttons and or the three. Yeah, the LR, a, B, L, and R, and Z. The, yeah, and then you had the those weird yellow buttons around the. Because you had that, like the smaller A or B button, the bigger A or B button, and then there was like those three buttons that circled the. Are you thinking of the GameCube now? Am I? Let me look at it. N64. The GameCube controller. had a the GameCube had a C stick. The N64 had C buttons. Oh no, you're right. I am. Yeah, because it had the uh, your typical layout, but then B and A next to it. Yeah. Yeah. I have been shamed. Well, you have. I've tangented this conversation up. What is your answer to Rob? My answer is the PS1. Uh, I realize you'd need a very large uh, memory. Uh, Just give me all the Katamari Damacy you can. <laughs> Was PS1 Katamari Damacy? Uh, Damacy? It's, it's in a box in the other room yonder. Collect the wow. dust. I'll Dang. Sell it to you. Ten, bu- ten bucks. That's crazy. I thought it was. I thought it started PS2. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was thinking PS2. I don't want PS2. What? Well, I'm going to play Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) No, PS1 for all those classics. You got Final Fantasies. You got, um, well, anything Square basically. Resident Evil. I remember Parasite Eve with its ridiculous, like, circle, the sphere of where you could hit things. Remember that? Like, that was your range. It was a sphere. Yes. Um, Parasite Eve, all the Resident Evils, I um everything Tekken Capcom, Tekken Three, Wild Arms, Konami back when they didn't a suck. Ton balls. of good SquareSoft stuff too. Yeah, Konami. Oh my God, Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, the first one anyway. Well, bum, I mean bum, the bum, third bum, one, bum, I guess bum. technically. So yeah, yeah, the PS1, and I mean That's like a good pick. That's a good pick. Obviously, I mean the thing that I think about is like. Cartridges are really easy to come by still. Oh, I was I shouldn't they're expensive, but they're they're easier to save whereas a, a CD gets scratched very easily. PS1 games I feel like are much in those plasticky jewel cases. Whew, it's tough. So yeah, tough. I think a PS1 would would help bring back many a person's memory and if they added a little bit of options for maybe upscaling the the resolution, hey, yeah. I don't want to get crazy, but like you were saying, it's a little tough. Honestly, emulating the PS One is the best way to go because I always wondered this, and I looked it up one day. But do you remember PS One graphics used to jiggle? Like if you look back at anyone playing an actual PS One, they uh-huh. used to vibe, or they used to like move a little bit, and it's because they didn't have enough processing power, didn't have the um, 
the hardware hardware available to precisely compute each polygon in its space. So it would. Um, was it repeatedly rendering those polygons over and over? Yeah, but it would approximate them within a certain amount of... I'm getting a little out of my depth, but basically they were approximated, so they were always within a certain range, but they would have a tendency to wander, and it would cause this weird jiggly effect. You Just look it up on YouTube or something, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Hey, the only jiggly effect on my PlayStation came from Dead or Alive. Boom physics, yes! The only physics engine that we should have a dedicated graphic card, graphics card for. Take that, <laughs> NVIDIA physics. Oh, gosh. Got jokes. All right, moving on. Today's. Johnny Casino at Johnny underscore Casino has said, hey, Stout or Porter, or are they actually the same thing? Third option, drop them both for massive hop bomb. Oh. <clears throat> yep. Hap, get the hap bam in there. No, um, well, we talked about it in that episode that nobody yeah. heard. Stouts are basically, or at least they were known to be, roasted, unmalted barley. Uh, porter right. would have malted barley, unroasted. But nowadays, you could probably have any combination of any of it. And I think they're just whatever you feel like as far as. Um, yeah. Because I feel like there's enough difference between a stout or a porter and a brown ale. But definitely stouts and porters are very similar. But I would say for me, a porter definitely because they tend to be a bit more on the sweeter side. Where with stouts you get a little bit more of that coffee, that bitterness, and that acidity that... I mean, I I like plenty of stouts, but generally speaking, I I would go for a porter. But they are not as common, unfortunately. Stouts seem to be more the way to go. I find, like, stouts just a little, little dirtier, a little naughty. You know, yeah, they do. Porter, get a little porter, porter just seems like you, you want to be a little classier. You know, you want to be a classy bitch. You get a porter. <laughs> um, I'm drinking a porter but, right I, now. But I, fi- but I find I gravitate towards a stout more often than a porter. Um, and I don't have a reason for that. I think usually I just think, I don't know, because like you said, stouts, you see more of your, you know, an imperial stout or a coffee stout or a chocolate stout. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, you see more of those flavor variations, which I don't see come across with the porter style, not nearly as much. Well, yeah, um, I just had this Russian Imperial Stout by Greenbush. It's called Dystopia, and that was mm-hmm. sweet. That actually was, yeah. I mean, it had a pretty creamy sweetness to it. So, hmm. And now as for the third option, the hot bomb, if this was not this time of year and we were going into spring, summer, I'd be like, bring on the hot bomb because I love hop juice. I love hops. One of my favorite home – Johnny, I know you're a homebrew. One of my favorite homebrews I ever made is my Galactus IPA. And mm-hmm. it was Galactus because he consumes worlds, and this IPA will consume <laughs> your world. Ooh. And um, you know, I had I had taken that, and I I think I had made a variation. Where I would just add more hops to it, and it was just it's basically like drinking hop juice. And I had hoped this year I wanted to really take that same recipe, and I was going to add habaneros to it. But um, it's hard to tend to a garden when you're really busy with an infant. Yeah, you know, your priorities don't matter when you got a dog and a baby. You don't have time to take care well, of yourself. So that didn't happen. Just wait until he's walking around, and then he's right. going to get well, into that can, garden. Then he can take care, well, he can take care of the garden, then. That's he true. Can learn some responsibilities. You can put, take care of himself. Put that boy to work as earn, soon as he earn can his walk. Keep. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Yeah. He's your um, little slave. So, so I'm going to go with Stout, I think. My standby. I don't mind hops. It's just I need a little bit of multi backbone. Like, I, need, I wish there was a way to sample hops in their... Like, this is what this hop tastes like. Because you well, get so I, many that are just... 
Here's eight different hops yeah. in one beer. I like citra hops. They're good. Uh, let's go. I, I would say, the, but the Lucas the Lucas Rose beer scale has Scotch ales, stouts, IPAs. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, pretty much sweet, sweetest, sweeter, uh, roasty maltiness, and then hops. <laughs> yeah. Hops are not of importance to me, really. No. Uh, Nathan Thomas at Voice by Nathan hashtag Q4F. Which planet in our solar system would be number one on your list to visit? Oh, yeah, what that's would right. you miss from Earth while visiting? I don't even. Did I say? I think I said Jupiter because I want to see the, yeah, the giant eye. storm. And I would miss my family because I love my family and I'm happy. <laughs> what? You wouldn't bring them with you? Come on, man. No, it's going to be like Interstellar. Oh, only. Which, which I haven't even seen yet. Oh, then how can you even. How can I you see even. Previews. How can you even... I just want to be a part of something. <laughs> I would... Uh, well, I jokingly said Uranus, uh, but it's not funny now because I can't make that same joke twice. Um, Saturn. I want to go to Saturn and I'm going to see them rings, y'all. Uh, yeah, what would I miss, though? Oh, well, bling, obviously... Bling, let me see them rings. I mean, an atmosphere of some sort is not present on Saturn, or at least one that I can breathe, so that would be a real problem. I mean, really, visiting the planets that are just gaseous balls uh, aren't, I mean, that's no different than just being in space because you're just stuck on your spaceship the whole time, so. But it would be cool to, I mean, just think of it like a giant, like you have your window there and the whole window is just filled with your planet right there. Like, you get up close and personal with it. Kind of reminds me of, um, what was that movie about the... uh, I think it's called Sunshine, where they get really close to the sun, and it's just yeah, like right on, there. That's they're what on I that think ship because their mission's to like drop that. They're supposed to like reignite the payload. The sun. Like, yeah, yeah. They drop a payload, and then the sun. They've got like the, all those, like those suns. They got the sails, and they got all the special reflectors to deflect the heat. And nobody lives. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Typical um, space movie. Everyone dies. Well, in space, no one can hear you scream. So. How'd they know you're in trouble? Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd be stuck to your spaceship, but it'd still be cool to see that in real life outside your window. Uh, so, yeah, Saturn. Saturn. There you go. Return to Saturn with no doubt. Or Return of Saturn, I think, was the album. I don't remember. Uh, and last, Kevin Austin at PSVG. Kevin says, oh, I'll play too. Okay. I don't know what's. Listen. I don't know what's. It went from this, cool to terrible. This is, this is a bad experiment. Oh, I'll play too. Oh, I believe. I, Let's try I this heard one. Palpatine. Oh, oh I think I will afraid. be playing your game when your friends arrive. Um, <laughs> if Jason and Lucas were faced with saving New York, which two of the defenders would you choose, uh, and yes. why? I had picked Luke Cage and Daredevil for a balance of super strength and expert fighting technique. Yes. And because they're not they're more stable than the others and Danny Rand is too mopey. It's true. I have yet to get past halfway into season one of Iron Fist. <laughs> uh, are you just going to jump into Defenders, though? Or I mean, I sorry, episode one. I think I said season one. I'm at episode one. Um, I don't even, yeah, probably, but I haven't watched I don't Defenders. Know. I should start it sometime. I'll probably finish Defenders. Voltron Season 2, and then I'll start Voltron Season 3, and then maybe watch Defenders. Uh, I w- I've, I'm working on um, Voltron Season 3, and I've got to say, 
it's starting to lose its charm on me, I think. I'm not sure. I'm going to complete it. It's not that bad, but it it is kind of getting into the realm of... Like, I think it was the most interesting when they were trying to, to work out how to become Voltron and like how to work with their lines and everything. And there is one interesting that ha- thing that happens now, but I, I feel like it's like settling in into its groove where you're like, okay, this is just going to be these five characters taking on whatever comes, whatever they come across. I hope that's not the case, but it's starting to feel that, that way. Drums. It's worth it. Keep it going just for Cran. Okay, I'll it's do about, that. It's all about Cran. Um. That anyway, was, there's needs to be more of that in this season yeah, as well. That's the problem. That's that's why we can't pick a defenders team because there's not enough of that. There's not that's enough true. Uh, I picked Jessica and and uh, Jessica Pick Jones my wife? and no Jessica Jones and uh, Daredevil because I feel like they they're the most capable of deducing like solving issues, taking care of problems as they see as they they see them. But also kicking ass, you know. Not to say ah, that the man. other two characters are dumb or anything, but it has been proven that Jessica Jones tends to, even though she's emotional, she does tend to have a better thought process than, um, I'm going to say Iron Fist because I haven't seen most of it, so I'm just going to assume that he's dumb because he looks dumb and I hate him and his mm-hmm. show is boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, there you go. That. There you go. That's the answer. You did it. I you did, did it. it. You bought it. Yep. Uh, yep. You bought it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, hey, boy. All how right. about that awkward finish? So now we're going to round out the show. We're going to end up stopping these recordings. Hopefully these will make it into actual files that we can then combine nah. into a podcast. Much like Voltron. Feed, put into a feed and you can download it. So we're going to find out. We're going to find out. <laughs> I was thinking that sounded hours. a little. If the, wow. if the podcast will be ready. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, I think I think we've got it figured out, gang. We will release this podcast for you. It'll be able to be enjoyed by all. Thanks it for was, hanging in there. It was a series of sti- unfortunate events is all I want. I want to yeah. make it unfortunate Thank events. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for your support on the social media. We greatly appreciate it. And as always, thank you for listening. We will be back next week for more Flux to Bows. <laughs> <laughs> probably put a time down i should time that stamp stamp that tire 118 30 okay oops not there no not there there i can't move (laughs) you will be the one escaping